Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Uh, before we get into this week's episode, um, I just want to take some time to thank all of you for the, uh, the support you've been showing me. Uh, I've been getting a lot of uh, nice emails and uh, Instagram comments and iTunes reviews and just people have been saying good, positive things about the, uh, the podcast to me. Uh, it's the first time I've ever tried to do anything like this, so um, it's been a steep learning curve over the last 33 weeks, but uh, I've really enjoyed it and uh, I've met some great people and um, had some really good catch-ups with some old friends as well. I'm going to take some time off over the Christmas break and uh, this will be my last show for the year, uh, but I'll be back uh, late January and uh, I've got some really good guests lined up for 2017. It's uh, going to be a really good year, I can feel it now. But still got one episode left. Uh, this week's guest is Sean Morris, who's originally from Perth, but now based in Melbourne. He's an artist and illustrator. I uh, had a really great chat with him and uh, found out a lot about his career and his work ethic. Uh, yeah, so have a listen and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and I'll see you in 2017. Thanks. I'm sitting here with Sean Morris. How you going, Sean? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for uh, having me around your studio. No worries. Yeah. Um, so you, we're here at the uh, the compound interest, interest, the compound interest in uh, <laughs> in Collingwood. Like, uh, how long have you been here for? Been here since uh, January of last year. So almost two years. Yeah. Um, the building itself's been here for like six years, but um. I took over an empty space in the back corner, like last Jan, and started up a little uh, group studio. So, been running at that since then. Yeah. So, um, like, so there's like little. I'll just paint a picture for the people listening. Yeah. There's, it's a big warehouse with studios built within the warehouse. So they've all got their individual roofs and rooms, and it's uh, yeah, that's the best way. Yeah, to like a little it. shanty town of, but it's, it's a pretty well built shanty town. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. Like, yeah, it's a picture framer, a gallery, there's architects, like lighting designers, a design studio, um, some fashion crew, some filmmakers, and then, yeah, us in the back corner, which is a ragtag bunch of illustrators and painters and drawers and whatnot. Yeah, cool. Yeah, because I first found out about the place, oh, it was only a few weeks ago, I was working about three doors down. And um, yeah, I popped into a uh, an exhibition here, and oh, I was right. looking at the gallery. I was chatting to the guy here, and he said, "Yeah, it's like a, a rabbit warren of uh, of all people working on different things." Yeah, and yeah, it's nice to actually come in and have a look. Yeah, welcome. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you. Um, so you're you're originally from Perth, aren't you? Yes. Um, I lived there up until three years ago. I moved October of two thousand thirteen. So. Yeah, just over three years. Um, but yeah, all about Perth before that. Yeah. So you you visited Melbourne before that, like a few a times and stuff? A bunch of times, yeah. Like I'd been here for, um, yeah, I had a bunch of friends here. I'd been here for shows. I'd been here for, I'd, I'd been here, I don't know, eight or nine, ten times over, like, since I was like 21. And I eventually just hit the point where, I uh, was kind of doing the same stuff all the time in Perth as much as I love Perth and I love my friends there and um, it's good to be around family and stuff like I 
yeah, just felt like I'd kind of hit a wall. Um, and I love Melbourne, so just kind of wanted to give it a go for a while. Yeah. Do you feel the, um, the weeks were like all blending into each other and then the months and then the years <laughs> and all that sort of a stuff? A little bit. Yeah. 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 I, I love going back, but, um, yeah, it's pretty nice being based here at the moment. Mm. Yeah. I've had periods of my life like that where like a four or five year period where like every week was the same and, um, I can't pinpoint what year things happened in, in that time. <laughs> Whereas when I've been moving around and doing different things, I, I know exactly yeah, where I was. Yeah, to a location. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I know where I was and what was happening because that was the year I was in such and such a place doing whatever, you know. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, like, were you working as an artist or illustrator over there? I, I mean, I've been doing illustration work for... I guess almost 10 years ago would have been the first time I ever got paid to draw for somebody. But, um, the first five to six years out of that time, um, I was always going back and forth between doing just like whatever part-time work I had to do to prop up, like being able to, draw and paint as much as I wanted to. Um, and then little patches of, all right, like I'm going to jump into this like full time, see how long we can get away with this for. And like six months later, I'd be like, Oh, I got to get a job, like doing delivery driving or working in some store. And then like six months later, it's like, all right, let's try it again. Um, and then, yeah. So 2012, I think was when I quit my last last non-art job um and I've been pretty much yeah I've been full-time illustration and art as a mix since then yeah congratulations thanks yeah <laughs> yeah I'm trying to get I'm trying to do the same thing at the moment you know but my wife's just done the same thing with her career so oh, really? she's uh, chucked it in dry, trying her thing so I thought I'll give her a, <laughs> give her a go you know if we yeah. both do it at the same time it's uh it could be um could end up on the street, you know, if it doesn't work out. Totally. <laughs> now that'll never happen. We've got um, a good family and friends network, but um, I, yeah, I prefer to. I want it when I dive in. I want to make it work. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But um, good on you for persisting and not uh, you know how you have to keep going back and then getting a part-time job and stuff like that. It's like good on you for sticking at it. And, Thanks, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm just too obsessed with it to have ever been completely put off. Yeah. Um. And I guess, like, I was a bit, uh, I think, like, there's, like, a healthy dose of naivety about it for, like, that first five-year stretch where I was, like, I had no real reason to believe that I could make it, make it work. But it's like, eh, like, what am I, I'm in my early 20s, what am I, saying, what else am I going to do? Like, like, I never really had the feeling of, like, uh, shit, like, I should probably do something more serious or solid. I was like, that's that's throwaway time. Like you're early twenties. So I, I threw it away, staying up till 5am every night doing art projects and, and trying to get better at illustration. And, um, somehow it's kind of worked out. Well, it's worked out so far. Yeah. Well, as I, there's that saying that I like, it's, um, it's like leap and the net will appear. Yeah. You know, it's a bit like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I can't really say it cause I, um, I'm working in a, 
career that I'm not over the moon about at the moment, but but I've uh, I have tried that out a few times and it's always worked out. You know. I feel yeah, like, I really like that idea. Yeah, because humans are pretty resilient. You know. Yeah. So like, people think like what the worst case scenario about something it's you know has to really go wrong to get yourself there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel a lot of people, um, you know, who are talented artists hold themselves back because of like the fear of like, oh, what, you know, of um, not being able to get that steady income. Yes. Yeah. I, I guess once people start to, you know, um, have families and all that thing, the dynamic of, um, of all that really starts to change. Oh, yeah, but, for uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, luckily you and I aren't in that, um, that camp. You don't have any yeah, kids, do you? No. We'll no. See, yeah, so we'll see, we'll, see, we'll, see, <laughs> we'll see how comfortable I am with uh yeah, full-time art. Yeah. I guess at that point. Yeah. Um, but do you remember what got you into art in the first place? Um, oh, it's one of those, like, I don't remember not being into it kind of things. Um, uh, like, I guess I remember the sort of stuff that made me think that maybe get into the idea of doing full-time art, like, um, the idea of art as a job, like just sort of seeing, I mean, yeah, the seeing, seeing that it's possible, like seeing examples of people doing it, like, um, having favorite artists, favorite artists and sort of cartoonists and things like that when I was a teenager and being like, well, that's, that's a job. Like that's I, this thing that is my favorite thing is also somebody's job. Like I could do that job. Um, but as far as art, I guess it's just, yeah, I've been doing it forever. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and did you already have like, um, like jobs teed up and all that before you moved to Melbourne or were you, were you just sort of going, I'm going to try and make it when you go there? Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> that, yeah. Jumping and waiting for that net to appear. Yeah. Um, no, it's like, I mean, it's just the, the freelance thing like even if you've got something lined up like I mean it's only ever a couple of things at a time that you're like well I'm doing this this month and this next month but it's pretty rare to to have jobs lined up further along than that so um yeah I was optimistic yeah (laughs) I think I'm a pretty generally a pretty optimistic person I think that that helps like yeah so you still live like that like month to month like you just sort of you finish your job and go all right where's the next one coming from and pretty much well i mean it's kind of like because i kind of balance i balance illustration with art so i balance um proactive art stuff with the more passive like waiting for clients to approach me for jobs waiting for jobs through my agency like I can't, I'm not really in control of that sort of stuff. Like there's certain things you can do with promoting yourself to bring work in or like getting in touch directly with clients sometimes sort of works. Um, like if it's your dream client or whatever, why not hit them up? Who knows what'll come out of it. But for the most part, you can't really control that stuff. So when those jobs aren't coming in, I've just, I've learned not to panic about it. And I just get on with the, the proactive stuff. I make prints, I put them on the internet, I make, merch like I do paintings like you know I mean like I feel like the, the the making original art thing is not a huge part of my practice anymore but um and 
I don't really sit down and make a painting and thinking, well, I make, I'm about to make this much money <laughs> doing this painting. But I mean, but like stuff sort of tends to you can make a bunch of paintings. Eventually they seem to sort of move, like sell in some sort of way. So um, I know that's never really totally wasted time. So I just get on with that stuff when the jobs aren't there. Yeah. Do you, so you like tinker away at projects that you think are going to um, like just generate money, like just sort of, uh, as you were saying, prints and yeah. bits and pieces and you just sort of play around with ideas and all that. And then um, totally b- before like, you know it, you finish that, another job comes in exactly. and then you sell them online and just, yeah. kind of just keep the keep the ball rolling. Totally. Yeah. I mean, my web store does pretty well. Um like I have it pretty heavily tied in with my social media stuff, so it's kind of just an, a nice loop where like I have stuff there um, for sale, and then the better the content is that I put on my on my social, like my Instagram or whatever, the more people that drives to my web store. So it's like an incentive to just do drawings, like for no other reason than to put on Instagram. Like it's not. It's not, it's it totally, I feel like it's a really valid use of time because it drives people to the store and it brings in jobs and I don't know, it's just like the more stuff that I put out there that is, that is a hundred percent what I want to do, like the more likelihood that I'm going to get jobs in that style or like personal commissions or murals or whatever. Um, it's just like, to, yeah, keep. Nobody's going to know that sort of work that you really want to do unless you make it and you put it out there to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really um, important to stay on people's radar, you know, because there's, so yeah. there's so many people out there and they can, there's so many people to choose from. Totally. Like, and, uh, you know, so many capable artists who are all out there on the internet and Instagram and all that type of stuff. So I think yeah, it's, it's, important, noise. it's important to, uh, you know, keep, keep it moving and not just sit there and wait for the phone to ring or, you know, you've got to sort of remind people that you're around and show them what you're up to and show them that you're coming out with new stuff and yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah it's really really important like you um you do a lot of work through jackie winter as well don't you i do yeah i do a reasonable amount of work through them so i've been with them for uh two and a half years so um they bring me like a bit of editorial illustration a bit of advertising work like uh, a bit of mural work and live art stuff. Um, yeah, sort of mostly corporate, like bigger sort of corporate stuff that I wouldn't normally get approached for directly. Um, so I guess probably, yeah, it's it's not the, the majority of the illustration work that I do, but it's a good portion of it um, these days. Yeah. And, like, how did you get all linked up with them? Like, are you with other agencies as well, or you just sort of, um, you know, deal directly with them and then... Oh, I have an agent. I, I signed with an agent in L.A., like, six months ago. Um, but, yeah, prior to Jackie Winter, I'd never never worked with anyone in that capacity before. Didn't really know what to expect from it, but I think I'm pretty into the agency model. Like, I think everyone's, when they sort of think about working with an agency or like oh what if I like just end up giving them all my my normal work and they take a commission out of that like they take a cut of money that I would have got to keep otherwise mm. 
but the way it's worked out for me is like I, they bring me a lot more work than I than I forward I, anything within Australia um, that's like advertising related I pass on to Jackie Winter and um, we work on together but um, the majority of what we do together is stuff that they <laughs> that they bring me yeah like I'm a I'm a big fan of agencies really like because I work through them um, with design like yeah. freelance design agencies and they uh, they hook me up with great jobs, and yeah. they negotiate my pay for me. They uh, take care of all my, they pay all my super and all that. Like everything's sort of yeah. taken care of. It takes a lot of the admin out of it. Totally. And um, and you so. get yeah, you get your foot in the door of companies that you you that weren't even on your radar. Yeah, exactly. It's like oh, do you know about such and such company? It's like no. And yeah. Like oh, well we've got this great job for you. They're working on this project, and it's like oh, cool. And and you're in there working on something, and it's like well. I would never have worked on this because I didn't even know this, this company existed and they were exactly. working on whatever project, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I think they're good agencies. Totally. I, um, and just having, uh, like, someone at your back when it comes to getting paid. Mm. Um, just, yeah, it's so much harder to, to rip somebody off who's working with an agency. It's oh, yeah. so easy to rip off, like, somebody when they're completely alone. Uh, yeah, just... And if they say they're going to pay you um, on X date, you get paid on that date. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. And if you've done the work and you're short of cash and all that, you can just say, oh, look, that job, you know, can I get paid a bit earlier? And they're like, yeah, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I take a cut though, but I don't really get in that position. But they, yeah. um, there's a couple that I've worked with that, that um, pay like a month later. So if you're doing work at the start of the month, yeah. you don't get paid until the end of the month after that. Yeah, okay. and it's like, oh, geez, you know, things can get a bit tough if you're doing a lot of work for them. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but anyway. Um, so you've, um, I was looking at your, the list of exhibitions you've, you've had. And you seem to have uh, exhibited a fair bit in the States. Yeah. Well, have you got like a big following over there? Or have you spent a lot of time there? I really there, don't or? know how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it's, that was pretty early on like I think I I started exhibiting work in Perth in 2006 and I think the first US show I did was maybe a year and a half after that and that I don't even remember back then like how that would have how people would have found my work like through Flickr or something like that um, like I never approached US galleries but I did do a lot of stuff back then like um, submitting work to websites like you know like the the juxtaposed like reader art section or whatever or like any any um, I used to follow so many websites back when people looked at actual websites um, and I would just submit stuff all the time and they were mainly US based so maybe that was how about it came about but um, yeah there was a there was a gallery in California that I showed within a bunch of bunch of group shows early on and one in Florida that later moved to New York so um I that was the first time I went over for a show in the states it was like 2011 to do like a split solo show in New York um yeah with these people that have been showing my stuff for like three four years in Orlando um and then yeah I guess all the other ones have flown on flown on from that um and now it's it's at the point where I guess I have a few gallery contacts so I'll be more proactive about stuff like I went over for like I curated a group show in October and that was just through like oh I 
shown at this gallery a couple of times, just like, hey, hit them up, here's a proposal, like, like, just taking a bit more control over, like, what I'm doing over there, um, giving myself reasons to go over there. Yeah. Do you find that your, um, your stuff sells quite well over there? Um, like, about the same as here, which is that, I don't really sell huge amounts of original work yeah. anywhere. Um, but I sell a lot of like affordably priced prints to Americans. Like I guess I sell more prints of my web store to people in the U S than to people in Australia. Yeah. Um, but yeah, which has been way more of my focus for a long time than trying to make, um, expensive paintings yeah um yeah yeah because it's um it's weird how you can tap into a market that you just don't know how you got there yeah because i was putting together a um a buyer's list i guess of um people who've bought art off me in the past and it's like all right just trying to get a bit of a list together because i've stupidly hadn't been really paying attention to that type of stuff and i worked out that that 75 percent of my art sales have gone to um scandinavia that's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's like I've, I've spent like a week in Sweden and a week in Copenhagen, and that's that's like the only time I've spent there. Yeah. But um, but it's mostly Swedish and um, Danish people that have been buying my art, and it's it's just really weird. And a few Americans. Yeah. Yeah, I find, but uh, you know, and, and Australians as well. But I feel that that's like the bulk of it is in um Scandinavia. I I don't know how. I don't know why. You know, <laughs> but it's like. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's rad. Um, yeah. And, yeah, just so hard to track sometimes. Try It's so hard to try and work out where that, that stuff comes from. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, even... It, it's not a sales thing, but, like, on my... I run a... I have a Facebook art page and was looking at the analytics on that recently and, like, the biggest... The biggest following I have outside of Melbourne is in Mexico City... And I have no idea why. <laughs> I've never really done anything in Mexico at all. But I don't know. Maybe a big Mexican Facebook page reposted some some stuff that I did. Like, who knows? Yeah, the internet's weird. It's you know. su- the internet is super weird. Yeah, yeah, but good. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> as long as I don't spend too much time on it. <laughs> yeah, but um, but that uh, that show that you were men- mentioned before that was uh, the soft show that yeah. you just um did in um. In LA, was it LA? Yeah, 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 in LA. That like um, so you uh, curated that and put it all together. Is yeah, I right? curated it with my friend Michael Shung, who's an illustrator in LA, um, who I met on the internet a long, long time ago. Um, and the first time I went to LA uh, five years ago, um, I hit him up and ended up staying on his couch. And then I've pretty much done that every trip that I've done to LA since then. Um, and yeah, we were talking earlier this year about, um, putting on some kind of group thing over there, um, just with his art bodies and mine and, um, yeah, just really just just an excuse to hang out for me to go back over there and do something productive. Um, and we hit up Superchief, who have like a pretty big warehouse space downtown in a 
super gnarly part of downtown, like a block away from Skid Row, but with like a pretty good track record of putting on um, rad shows and being open to whatever. And we threw this idea at them of just doing a show of 30 giant woven blankets. Um, and they were super into it. So we spent the next like three months trying to work out where to get woven artist blankets made. Um, and they put together a list of people, um, which we, we were so stoked with everyone who said yes. Um, and then so stoked with the work that they gave us. And then we sent everything off to the weaver, just having no idea how anything would turn out. Like just, just praying that the stuff that we were giving them would translate. I mean, we had work in the show that was like the watercolor paintings and like ink drawings and we had like an oil painting in there. And I mean, we had more graphic art that we knew was going to be okay, but um, some of that stuff had just never seen translated into a weaving before. Um, so it was pretty experimental and there was no time to get samples done. But I turned up in LA a week before the show was set to open and we opened all the boxes that had arrived from the Weaver and everything looked fucking awesome. So it turned out pretty well. Yeah. Was that expensive to get like, um, were they just like one of each blanket or did you get a series of each? We got um, one of each um, manufactured and then we just took orders on an edition of 10. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. They're, they're cheaper than you'd think to make if you're... um. Yeah, if you find the right place to do it at. Um, like we found that there, there were so many places that we looked at to get those made um, that were all these varying prices. And we f f then we found this place in North Carolina um, that was so much cheaper. And we found out, eventually found out that all of those other places, like you can get them done at Walmart and Costco and stuff like that. Like they're all just sending them to this one place in North Carolina and just doing their own markup. Um, even here, if you get it done through, you can order it in Melbourne through like Fujifilm and they will still get the order done in North Carolina at this one company and ship them out here. So we managed to stumble across the source. Um, um, and yeah, and they hooked us up. Yeah. Cause they look great. Like I saw the photos um, on Instagram and stuff, and I was like, "Man, that's that's awesome." Like, yeah, they looked sick. It was yeah. really satisfying. Yeah, and like you got some really big names in that show as well. Like who were some of the the people? Oh, like Mike Giant and yeah. like Alexander Here and Broken Fingers, um, Skinner. Yeah, it was like a it was a pretty crazy list. Like we just kind of um, aimed as high as we could, because um, why not? And out of everyone we asked, there were only, only a couple of people that, that said no. And it was, yeah, we almost got everyone we wanted. That's good. Yeah. So you, you just made a list and just yeah. sent I mean, out the invites and that's it. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's the most yeah. fun part of it is just mm. making that list. <laughs> that's yeah. why, I, like, like, every time it's what brings me back to, like, putting together um, group shows. And I, every time after the months of organization and the just the endless emails I'm like oh, I'm never going to do that again and then oh, I have an idea for something and I'll be like oh this person could be in it oh and that person oh man <laughs> like how good would this be if a bunch if these people's work was in a room together um and yeah I'm, 
I trap myself every time. Yeah. And you've, you've done like, uh, like all your, your flags and stuff like that. Are they just like screen printed on fabric or do you go through the same process and uh, actually get them stitched? The flags that I get are like, it's like a dye sublimation print. So it's, it's closer to digital than, than anything else. Um, but yeah, I, I love textile stuff and especially that stuff where you can just take like a drawing or like a digital file and something that would normally be pretty small scale and just, just fucking blow it up, blow it up huge. Like it's really, yeah, it's always rad for, for gallery stuff. Um, and just to see things that aren't on paper or wood or canvas is always nice. Yeah. Yeah. It looked pretty good. Like I've, um, I saw one as I walked into the, the studio and it was like, I saw yeah. it in the flesh. I've seen photos of it and stuff and it's like, oh man. Yeah, that's a big really one. Good. Yeah, yeah, looks really good. So, like, when um, when people ask you if you like uh, like what you do, do you say you're an artist or an illustrator or? Uh, I say illustrator, even though it's not. It's I guess it's partly true. Mm. Um, I feel like the image that that conjures up is not r- accurate to the way that I really make a living like I, I probably half of what I do is purely illustration in that it's yeah just um creating artistic content for a client like fulfilling somebody else's um either somebody's needs or somebody's vision whatever have you want to describe it like that's that's half of what I do. And then the other half is just a mix of just so much random. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's murals. It's the web store stuff. It's the, um, the selling original work that I've already done. It's like creating original artwork for private commissions. Um, it's other, uh, just, I get a bunch of different things going on. Like there's a lot of different ways to make, money out of out of art that I didn't really even know existed in the <laughs> beginning um but that stuff's yeah kind of it's really hard to sum up so I, I usually just say illustrator and I don't say artist because I still can't do it with a straight face yeah <laughs> so. there's a few people who have had that problem as mm. well like I was listening to an interview with Shepard Fairley very, fairly, fairly, and um, and he was saying the same thing. When people ask him what he does, he says he's a graphic designer. <laughs> okay, still, <laughs> that's like, rad. Yeah, he just said, oh, he just can't bring himself to say artist. Yeah, yeah, I'm the opposite. I just say artist, even though I'm um not making like a my full living off it. Mm. I'm trying to um, um, you know, flick the switch in my head that that's what I'm doing. You know, it's like you, yeah, if you believe that you are that then usually you know those things start to come your way you know yeah but um but you've had heaps of exhibitions you know you've had heaps of them you've been part, part of a lot of group shows all over the world you've had a fair few solo shows you know yeah I think you can justify calling yourself an artist <laughs> you just have to learn okay. to keep a straight face now. thanks so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like when you, when you say artist there's always like a follow up question you know yeah like, oh, oh actually and it's, that's the question I don't want to I don't want to yeah I hate that shit when I'm like so what what art do you do and this and that and da 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 and it's like oh fuck yeah. what have I said <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, yeah, I, I don't like that. But, um, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Mm. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever really, yeah. Yeah, I've got to think of something. I've got to think of a different way to answer that question now. You've, yeah. really, you've just brought it to my attention. Because <laughs> I've been trying to, um, like, just, I've been, for years I've been trying to get it right. Like, what's my answer? You know, because yeah. I just go, oh, 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 you know, then people say, oh, um, Oh, show me your website. Oh, it's down at the moment. <laughs> like, yeah. I just don't want to... Uh, totally. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, can I see? Like, yeah, you got something on you? Yeah. What about your phone? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, shit. <laughs> yeah. But there's people that I don't want to um, really... You know, I just know they're not going to get it, you know? Yeah. Like other artists think, and that, I'm like, look at my work. You know, yeah. here it is. Ta-da. So, you know, people I know are genuinely into art. But I think it's like the, um, you know, in the guy the guy in the suit and tie in... in you know, you're sitting across from in an office or something like that. He wants to talk about it to you, and it's just like, oh fuck, you know, you're not yeah. gonna, you're not gonna get it. You know, you're gonna think I'm oh, a weirdo. Totally. <laughs> it's just yeah. yeah. It's, it's just really, it's just like you're just like, well, I'm gonna get nothing out of this, out yeah. of this exchange. Like, yeah. you might get something out of it, but yeah, man, like I've come around this conversation. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's all stories we tell ourselves, though, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I was um I was looking through all your like your list of exhibitions and stuff and we were in a uh, exhibition together in London years ago. Which one was that? The um the video one that um oh, right. that Timber put on. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish I could have been at that. Did you manage to go to that yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was living in London at the time so it worked out. Oh Fine. sick. What movie did you do? Uh Terminator. Nice. Yeah. I did a um a paper cut, like a layered paper cut of um of Terminator, of yeah. Arnie. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done one of them for years, it was good. Put in a VHS box. There was a lot of good art in there. There was so many because it was all like um, the gallery was all set up like an old video shop. Yeah. And everyone did a VHS oh, right. cover, and then it was all like displayed like like yeah. you know, the movies or the blockbuster oh, like or something. Video racks. Yeah, oh, yeah. They had proper video racks and everything. It was um, yeah, it was really cool. There was like heaps of people in there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Timber has the best ideas. He does. He does. But, um, so like, I was, I was looking at, uh, been looking, you know, obviously I've been looking at your art cause I knew I'm going to sit down and chat <laughs> to you, but, um, like I was, I was noticed that you, uh, you know, you draw the human form a, a lot, yeah. but you seem to, you know, you seem to nail it really well. Like, um, do you use, uh, like reference photos or do you have people they pose for you and that? It's like. Hey, you know, just move your arm there and let me take a photo or draw you or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll subject my girlfriend to that, uh, that sort of thing. If if there's like a pose that I have in my mind that I can't find a reference for, that I also can't just get from my head to a piece of paper, um, I'll get her to pose for stuff. But it's a lot of yeah. It's all I collect a lot of photo reference. Um, uh, I go to life drawing and stuff like that whenever I can just to sharpen my actual, um, like more observational sort of just skills when it comes to drawing people. Cause I, people is, is really the thing that for some reason like fascinates me more than anything else with drawing. Um, but there's also something about reference that uh, like always provides like a more interesting result when I make work than when I just sit down with a blank piece of paper, especially when it comes to drawing people. Like people are so much weirder looking than you 
then you really register, I feel. Like, it's that, like, when you sit down and draw, like, try to draw the face of somebody that you know, like, without a reference, it's going to be so much closer to just, like, the most basic form, like a smiley face, than it is going to be to what their actual face looks like, like, the nooks and crannies in their face, like, the imperfections, like, the way things actually sit and the things that gravity does to a body like I when I sit down with a blank piece of paper and no reference like I, that stuff doesn't I don't know like you, you you my brain sort of cuts that stuff out for some reason so a reference I don't know will always it has those more that's the those weird little imperfections are always the stuff that have interested me about um drawing people um but and then the other thing about reference is just that there's so much more photo documentation of like human life out of there than anything I have ever or ever will see like in my day to day life like and if I just drew my day to day life it wouldn't be anywhere near as as interesting at least to me as the stuff that I draw like um so I guess yeah it's just it's just researching humanity and how rad and weird it is um through obsessively um collecting old magazines and scouring tumblr and um google image searching like whatever I can think of and then organizing it into create like obsessively labeled folders on my computer um and then, yeah, just pulling from that when I want to um, want to put an image together. When I put images together, it's sort of it's sort of kind of like a halfway point between the stuff that's in my sketchbook, which is really loose and not stick figure drawings, but like really rough drawings of like that like really simplified human forms with a lot of words and um, scratchy compositions. Um, that I merged kind of halfway with the stuff from this reference collection. Um, yeah, it's a really hard process to explain because it's super strange. Yeah, and like with um, like with the inspiration behind what you even search for, like do you do you just like scroll through or search through pages and of images and everything, and and you just take what resonates, or or do you have like a, a certain style that you're always looking for? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, um, there's always a kind of, like, a certain, um, like, subject-wise, like, a certain set of, uh, like, a certain aesthetic or a set of themes or, um, a loose idea that I'll be interested in at one point in time that always evolves, like, really just slowly morphs from, um, from being like three years ago, I was pretty into drawing um, people hanging out in the jungle, drinking blood out of like co- like coconuts or like human skulls, um, and a lot of like uh, uh, yeah weapons made out of animal bones, um, and a lot of palm trees, uh, just like a weird doomy tropical vibe, and now. The st- like I'm, 
I am way more excited about drawing, I don't know, like, people in latex hanging out in front of um, crumbling down castles. But it's not like I just stopped drawing that stuff from a few years ago and, and started drawing the stuff I'm doing now. Like, it just morphed through... Um, I don't know. It's a bit. It's a little bit of like you, you get bored of something, but it's also just like it's that like constantly being open to new inspiration and letting new things seep into what you're doing and leaving other things behind. Yeah, it's like evolution and progression. Yeah, uh, evolution you, is a much better word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I, I find that as well. You know, it's it's not that you've lost interest in the other thing. It's just you're really interested in this other thing over here. Yeah. And then, um, and then they start to morph together sometimes and it's just, you know, time just does that when you, when you're doing the same thing a lot, you know, totally like if I think if you, if you drew like one picture a month, you probably wouldn't, you'd probably be doing the same thing for years, you know? Yeah. But if you're drawing every day. Yeah. If you're in uh, it every day. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you, uh, like, do you come into the studio every day and do art or like, do you, do you stick to business, like nine to five business hours or, um, how do you work it? I got, I got kind of more like a 10 to 6 thing going on. Yeah. Um, I try not to work late nights um, anymore. Uh, I'll work occasionally on the weekends. Um, but actually, I'll pretty much always work on the weekends, but <laughs> for at least one day. But um, I don't do art at home anymore. I like, I have set it up. So I basically, I have no tools at home to do art with it's just completely cut out that possibility i mean my house is a 10 minute walk from the studio so it's if i ever really feel the urge like i can just come here and do stuff but um i try every day to do at least some drawing these days like i, I used to get into the trap where i'd be like shit there's all this admin stuff that i've just been letting pile up like i'll go in there and I'll do it and I spent a full day just like doing emails and mm. like organizing finances and like ordering um I don't know like mailing supplies and just all that sort of shit and I just feel so unsatisfied at the end of the day if I haven't at least drawn one little thing um so I'll try and make that the first thing that I do when I get in it's like and I that in turn makes me more excited about getting to the studio every, every day if I know that when I as soon as I get there I get to I get to draw something because you can't ignore the the email pile like yeah and the more you ignore it the more painful it, it gets so I try at the end of every day to have every single email answered but I try not to make it the first thing that I do anymore because if you empty that that inbox at the start of the day it's just going to be full at the end of the day like, yeah, yeah. It's um, admin's a bitch. I, I it is. Like I had someone um, commented to me that I type the shortest emails in the in the world, and it's like, well, what do you want me to say? Yeah. You know, hi, how are you going? Da, 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 and type this like like bubbly thing just to say just to shoot a one line yeah. message across. It's like no. Nah. Totally. It's like and if I send a file, <laughs> I'll, like I send files to people. And it just says, cheers, Tom. And the file's attached. It's like, what, what more do you want from me? You know, hi, here's the file. It's like, no, the file's there. You can see it. You know, yeah. it's like, like I, I, I don't have time for that. And I'm, it's like, I'm definitely getting more and more <laughs> like that. And I totally understand. Like, I mean, like five years ago, yeah. I, I would still, yeah, five, even five years ago, 
I would send the most elaborate yeah. <laughs> messages whenever I could, like, like asking how, like if we're working on a job, it's like, I mean, if, I feel like it pays to be interested in people and to have some, like, to be like, I don't know, be, be, it's, you want to be good to work with. You want people to enjoy like interacting with you, but I would really go, go hard at that and yeah. write emails and have way too many words in them and lots yeah. of smiley faces and exclamation points and like ne- and then I would look at the emails if I was on project or if I was interacting with artists that I knew who were like five six years older than me and it was yeah it's that like it's that cheers Tom thing and nothing yeah. else and like wow it's so short and yeah <laughs> over the last few years like I'm slowly turning into that person and I understand why because you just you can't waste your entire day no doing that shit like I um like don't get me wrong I don't just do it if I'm like oh, no, I'm trying sure. to work with uh, if I'm working with someone and I don't know them very well I'll yeah. type it out you know but if I if someone knows me and they know yeah they know what I'm like they, they, they like we're mates or whatever or um you know or we've been on the phone earlier in the day exactly it's like here you go you know like like I've, I don't have don't have time to like type a long message you know yeah like I'll never do it to my grandma or mother-in-law or anything like that but (laughs) I'm just talking about a a business side of things you know it's like you know when you're ready can you when you've done can you send me that file it's like all right here's the file yeah cheers Tom (laughs) I feel you (laughs) you you don't want to talk them through it um but anyway um so like with do you do you find that like admin like really bites into a lot of your time? Yeah, but then yeah, I mean, I try not to look. I, it, I guess it's how you look at it. Like you got to frame it for yourself in a way that, yeah. um, a way that works for you. But I mean, if you can, you sure you can just ignore the admin and but you're not gonna get ahead. Nah. Like you're not gonna get the projects that you want. Like you're not gonna get. You, you're not gonna get your not, shit done. Not gonna it's get your taxes like, paid. Really? Yeah. Electricity <laughs> um, goes off. No hot water. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's a real possibility. Um, so you just gotta do it. You just gotta be smart about it. I don't know. And I just over time, you sort of learn how to, yeah, not yeah. let it destroy your work day. Yeah. And do you, do you find you spend like a lot of time creating art on the computer or are you, you more like you're a pen and paper type of guy and then put your, and then scan that in and uh, I'm create vectors or I'm whatever. more like, like I'm still big sketchbook guy, mm. but again, it's that it's my sketchbook is just like, it's, I don't know, it looks like a serial killer's diary. There's <laughs> just so many like, um, uh, weird little paragraphs and expressions and then like um uh just i don't know pictures of little men with knives and it's like and then just like insane mind maps of uh exploring different themes and then i pretty much go straight from there to uh working digitally these days like i work with a, a cintiq um and I find it so much faster than drawing on paper. And so, yeah, anything that's going to make, speed the process up and make me, uh, let me get more work out more quickly. Um, I'm trying to embrace these days. So, yeah, much less, much less like 
um, working with one piece of paper for a while, you know, like sitting down and sketching something and inking it. It's more like getting a bunch of ideas out really quickly in a sketchbook and then getting a bunch of drawings out really quickly digitally. Like, and the, the digital drawing lets me draw more stuff than I need to do, which I, is good just to take the pressure off, like the drawing that you were doing at a particular moment, knowing that it doesn't have to be like ever seen by anyone. It doesn't have to be your final result for something. It's just like, just make a big pile of them and then you just put the best ones out there. Yeah. And you, like, you work with a lot of different mediums as well. Like, because you, you paint too and you, you know, you do printing and, like, you know, you draw, you yeah. use a computer. Like, do you have one that's your favourite? Um, uh, this, I feel like the, the nicest thing is still, is just like, uh, or especially in the last few years, is just like a wall and like, like, decent sized brush and just doing big line paintings on a wall just feels the nicest and is the most most satisfying like doing anything bigger like making work bigger that's bigger than you are is always the most satisfying thing that's I guess it's the same with doing the really big fabric prints like it's one thing to um, draw it on a Cintiq or look at it on a computer screen but then to see it like towering over you is like pretty fucking cool so um, and that's the same thing that I think. I don't do a lot of murals, but that's that's the excitement that I get out of mm. doing those. Um, so yeah, that's probably my favorite one at the moment. Mm. There's a real satisfaction with comes with uh, making a, a big mark, like yeah. like big deliberate marks, and then you know you see things like just come together really quickly, and um, yeah, like you know I've, I've I find basic drawing, like basic paintings, be on a big scale to be really satisfying. Yeah, totally. it's, that, it's that tinkering that just drives me crazy. Yeah, and I'm I'm going through that at the moment. I'm working on a painting. Well, it's actually three paintings in one, and it has taken me so long, and I'm only halfway through. And I'm like, man, this has been going on for weeks now. And if <laughs> but if you'd been doing it on a wall, like the same image, like it just, oh yeah, I would have yeah, had it done two, it up. two and a half hours. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, oh gee, it's um. Like, it's not that I'm losing love for it. I just want to. I just I'm ready for the next thing, you know. Yeah. But um, but it's it's it's, it's teaching me, uh, you know, patience. Yeah. Because I was talking to another guy in the studio who um, who who uh, spends a lot a lot of time on his paintings, and he was like, "Man, you know, you you smashing it out compared to me." Mm. And I was like, oh, "Okay, fair enough." You know, I'm thinking how a lot of people do spend a lot of time on their artwork. You know. Yeah. But there is that satisfaction with like just painting big and fast and confident and deliberate, you know, it's uh, it's a great feeling. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've noticed with your work as well that you use a lot of like um, pink, blue, black and purple, like colours like that. Yeah. Like is that, um, is that like a colour palette you've sort of branded yourself by or do you, do you just like those colours? Uh, I just like them, but also... It- it is kind of a branding thing Mm -hmm. like um especially for uh i guess um web stuff and knowing that the work that i make over 
like not just a few weeks but like a couple of years is sort of especially the way that I sort of present my stuff on my website as well as um, on social media it's all going to kind of be seen together even though like the time between the first one and the 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 last one might be it might be a big gap um, I want some sort of way of tying that stuff together and uh, even though like style is always evolving just little bit by little bit um for the last yeah two three years i've been trying to tie myself down to a pretty limited palette so that there's some sort of consistency there um but also i feel like there's still something kind of powerful about pink art (laughs) i don't know like uh Feel like it still sort of challenges people but it also some it challenges some people but um it just kind of cuts through more than any color mm. especially when there is all that noise out there um that you're competing with um you know people notice uh, a bright pink picture of anything let alone whether it's um uh i don't know somebody wearing fishnets holding a mace um yeah yeah they work well together as well like pink blue purple and yeah yeah all, all sort of it all works really well yeah, yeah. um because i've uh like I'm, I'm painting only in three colors at the moment oh really yeah like um red black and white okay but i've been working on wood panels as well so i use the wood as a color too yeah and um yeah, because it's because I've done all these drawing for like over three years now. I've been doing a drawing a day in my these little books. Yeah, and I only use a black and red pen, and then I use the white as another color. So yeah. I'm making paintings based off those drawings, and um, because the drawings are already done in those colors, I know where the colors go, and then yeah, and I'm thinking I'm starting to just sort of make a body of work based off that, and I, it really works. Like people come to my studio and they're like, "Wow, there's a lot of." like red and white going on here it's like <laughs> yeah that's 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 what i'm doing at the moment you know i'll start bringing in other colors and everything but um but i feel it's you know it's it, you know when i exhibit them all together it's going to have a lot more impact than, yeah um, totally than just look like a whole bit different people have done different things you know because also um if i try out lots of different ideas if there's a common theme with the colors it sort of you know it brings it all together as well definitely yeah yeah it's there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of strength in, um, like, yeah, like restrained and consistent color. I'm sure that's going to look, look sick. Just that room flow. Yeah. Red, black, white. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So, um, like we're, you know, we're coming to the end of the year. Do you mm. have, uh, do you have any plans for 2017? Like any, any projects or any, like any new year's resolutions, things, things that you, you want to do for the next year? Um, to be honest, I'm kind of keeping it pretty open yeah. at this sort of stage. I guess partly because one of my res- resolutions, or one of my one of my resolutions at the beginning, at the uh, start of this year, was to um, commit to less less art art stuff, like to let less shows. Like like you said, looking through that list of like sixty group exhibitions or whatever, like you <laughs> gets to a point where. Um, like I have definitely been been shows that I've done where I felt like I'm phoning it in or felt like I'm just 
um, oh, here's another show, like, <laughs> pump something out for this one. Um, like, I'm only one piece in, like, a, in, in a show full of other people. It doesn't matter too much. Like, um, try not to t- sort of take that sort of stuff on anymore unless I just, I, yeah, I just only want to do that stuff if I'm really feeling it. Mm. Um, so yeah, thanks to that resolution, I pretty much have nothing booked for yeah. 2017. Um, well, you're trimming the fat. You're going to have a lot more time on your hands to really focus on the big things. Yeah. Aren't you? Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, to be honest as well, like the last couple of times that I've done solo shows, I've I'm pretty stressed out so I but that's kind of my own fault because the only way I've ever done solo shows is book a show and then a month before the show start doing the work um which yeah really just stuff about me not about solo shows um so I'm gonna try for the first time in my life to make a body of work next year and then when it's done, I'll book a show in somewhere if I'm totally happy with it. Mm-hmm. Good on you. Well, um, thanks for uh, sitting down and having oh, a dude. chat. Thanks for having me. That's all right. And like, lastly, where's the where's the best place for people to see art online? Oh, it's um, my Instagram, which is Sean, and then two underscores, and then Morris. Yep. That's pretty much it. I don't really have a real website anymore. <laughs> so you got a Tumblr, don't you? I got a Tumblr, which is uh, you can get to, you can get to um, with Sean-Morris.net. Um, so that's my website. My website is a Tumblr. Yeah, and you know, if people want to buy any of your prints or any of your artwork online, like... uh, it's SeanMorris.BigCartel.com. Yeah, cool. All right, well, thanks for taking the time to sit down. No worries, dude. All right, and that's our uh, last episode for the year. So um, I'll uh, see all you guys in the new year. Or not see you, but you know what I mean. (laughs) You'll hear me. For more info on today's artist, uh, go to benchtalkpodcast.com. There you can listen to previous episodes and also see images from the artist that's been interviewed. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. That way you can get the podcast delivered to your phone uh, automatically every week when an episode comes out. Uh, While you're there, it'd be great if you could uh, rate and review the podcast. That way uh, we'll get noticed by more people and have more people listening to it. You can also keep up to date with what's going on with the podcast on Instagram, uh, bench underscore talk. Uh, Also streaming now on Facebook and SoundCloud. I hope you enjoyed this episode and don't forget to tune in next week. Thanks.